I'm uh, Nicolas Bornois of Capital Inc. And I'm delighted now that we are coming to uh, a panel that uh, talks directly about exploring a multi-billion dollar investment in Greece's ports, infrastructure, and energy. And I will explain that the two speakers we have been able to secure are perfectly complementary and right, on, uh, right spot on with the topic uh, that we are going to discuss. So we have with us uh, Rania Ekaterinari. She is the CEO of Hellenic Corporation of Assets and Participations. Hellenic Corporation of Assets and Participations, HCAP uh, in short, has under its control subsidiaries that either run major privatization transactions, mainly relating to infrastructure and energy assets, or the subsidiaries run development and exploitation of a wide range of real estate assets, both attracting significant foreign international investors over the last years. And now here comes VFC. We are privileged to have with us Mr. John Jovanovich, Vice President and Managing Director for the Aegean and Western Balkans from the US International Development Finance Corporation, in short, DFC. The US International Development Finance Corporation is America's new development bank, which began operating in late 2019. DFC has opened its first ever office outside of Washington, DC, to cover the Aegean and Western Balkan area. And John has joined DFC from the private sector where he led energy and infrastructure investments to serve as deputy vice president and managing director of the new regional office based in Belgrade, Serbia. So John is going to be, is actually the person who is in charge of the specific portfolio in the specific area, and he's the person with whom we are going to be interacting in the months and years to come. So I would like to thank you both for joining and welcome you. And I'm particularly excited to see uh, what DFC is planning for Greece and how Rania can uh, help and accommodate this. So I will turn the floor over to Rania. Thank you, Nicolas. Good afternoon. Good afternoon from Athens, Greece. Um, I'm delighted personally to participate in the 22nd Capital Link Investing Greece Forum. Actually, I remember Nicolas and together with Olga, we started our collaboration long time ago. It doesn't show my age, but it was more than 10 years ago. And I think it's a great event that brings together international and US investors community with the Greek delegation of private and public sector. So I'm very honored to participate in uh, today's International uh, Capital Link Forum, which has the word confidence, which I particularly like. But also, I'm especially honored to discuss, to have the, the chance to discuss with John uh, Jovanovic, who is the Vice President of the US International Development Finance Corporation. Uh, we all agree that foreign direct investments are of critical significance for the relaunching of every economy, let alone of the Greek economy, the day after the pandemic, but also having gone through a long um, sovereign debt crisis. Um, according to the World Investment Report of 2020, foreign direct investment flows to Greece reached US dollar 4.6 billion in 2019, uh, which was the highest level compared to 2009, and an increase of 16% compared to the previous year, 2018. Foreign direct investment stock reached US dollar 40.5 billion in 2019. 
this clearly shows the potential, but uh, I think going forward, the, the successful implementation of what we're going to discuss about, which is the privatization plan, I think is going to be an accelerator of attracting more investors and more long-term strategic investors' interest, including United States investors. Our 100% subsidiary, the Hellenic Republic Asset Development Plan, TAIPEV, as we all know, is a dedicated entity for implementing the Greek privatization plan and bringing together international investors with the Greek state uh, for, private, for privatizing Greek assets. Um, HRADF, uh, until the end of 2019, has managed to complete transactions with a cumulative value of around 7 billion, including the privatization of two major ports, the ports of Thessaloniki and Piraeus, the extension of the Athens International Airport Concession Agreement, uh, 14 years concession of 14 um, regional airports in uh, the most popular Greek islands, the privatization of the gas transportation company Despa, but also uh, many other transactions which led to this 7 billion transaction proceeds. Uh, but the most important thing is that the pipeline of privatizations we have going forward is equally rich and covers a wide spectrum of assets, strategic assets around energy, infrastructure, um, and also real estate. Um, studies also show that privatizations have a great impact on the Greek GDP. Um, and actually, a study which has been completed by UOV last year shows that annually we have a GDP boost of uh, close to a billion. Uh, for the investments which have uh, been um, uh, implemented by foreign uh, investors um, through privatizations from the period of 2011 until 2019. And during this period, actually, these privatizations have led to job creations of almost 20,000 permanent full-time jobs. Um, at the same time, I have to highlight that there is um, significant uh, U.S. institutional investor and multinational investors such as Microsoft and Pfizer, who have announced um, great plans of investing in Greece. And from that, we can safely anticipate that more companies, more U.S. corporates and institutional investors will follow, especially in the fields of infrastructure, energy and technology. Microsoft, for example, has announced that their investment program in Greece is expected to surpass 1 billion US dollars. Uh, in the past, as Greeks, we have to admit that we had to face many challenges um, when we were dealing with investors that had to relate with barriers and impediments around bureaucracy. But I think now um, we're all dedicated government or organizations like ourselves to promote all the necessary reforms to surpass these barriers and to promote everything which is needed in order to build a new environment of trust, commitment, and accountability towards our international investors and international business partners. We strongly believe that Greece has great investment potential and we want to be open to the international investors community and consistent with our value proposition. Times are obviously challenging because of the pandemic crisis, but we're confident that once this crisis is over, we can end up in the driver's seat and we're proactively forging the way. So um, being so confident, which is also the title of, of, of this international forum, um, as I said, I'm very honored to have today John Jovanovic, who is looking in our area. So I would like to um, start with um, sort of understanding for us, but also, you know, for the region, 
what is the mission of the PFC? Uh, what, what, what is your primarily objectives? Sure. Well, first off, I would love to take the opportunity to thank Nicolas and Capital Link for uh, having me here today at Caristo. Uh, thank you also, Rania, for taking the time. Uh, you're tremendously busy and run a very robust portfolio at HCAP, and so um, making the time for this discussion is, is very much appreciated. Um, Greece is uh, a tried and true U.S. ally, uh, a permanent member of NATO, and a core part of the strategic transatlantic alliance, and so uh, for us to have the opportunity to expand our economic ties by way of catalyzing the private sector in Greece is a tremendous opportunity that uh, we all are very, very uh, grateful for and very much look forward to. Um, let me step back and, and perhaps offer uh, our, our listeners a little bit of background on DFC and the mission that we have at a global level, and then we can uh, narrow down our focus and talk a little bit about the Aegean and the Mediterranean. Um, the, the U.S. International Development Finance Corporation is, as Nicolas said at the beginning, America's development bank. And it was it came into operation in October of 2019. So we're a very young agency, which may be part of the reason why uh, many still haven't heard of us or had the opportunity to interact with us. But uh, many have worked with uh, our predecessor, OPIC. And so DFC was born out of a merger of OPIC and a few development credit agencies from USAID, uh, and it was given new tools and a modern approach to development finance. So our core objective as DFC is to partner with the private sector uh, to finance solutions to the most critical challenges facing the developing world and to help promote key American foreign policy objectives. And so the, the key differential being that our product suite, which I'll describe in a second, um, and I've been following Capital Link for a while, and so I know that the audience uh, is, has high financial and business acumen, so we'll go into more specifics in a second, but it's worth noting that uh, our suite of products is uniquely tailored to supporting and catalyzing the private sector. So while we will look to work with governments um, to help them access capital and help them support development goals, we're very well suited, uh, Rania, to be a partner to organizations just like HCAP that are looking to find ways to bring more private sector investment uh, into, into assets and into the economy. Because as you mentioned a moment ago, um, you know, it's really the increase of, of private sector capital and private sector business activity that spurs job creation. And we all know that not all jobs are created equal and uh, we want to find ways in which our financial resources help support sustainable jobs that do promote productivity, but also promote uh, a high living standard and, and expand um, socioeconomic opportunities. So, you know, we as DFC invest across all sectors. Uh, but some of the some of the key ones are energy and critical infrastructure. As um, and it's worth noting that because Greece is an upper income country, you'll hear a lot of these classifications. Um, and it's it, it's a it's a guiding principle for all development banks and development institutions, classifying uh, how how developed a country is oftentimes dictates what tools you could use. And so given the Greece is, as I mentioned, 
permanent member of NATO, permanent member of the EU, a tried and true American ally. Um, our tools sort of narrow, right? Because you you aren't a better starting point. Uh, that being said, our focus in country will really be on energy and critical infrastructure. And so we'll get to that in a second, but uh, otherwise DFC invests in healthcare, technology, and other, other, uh, other places where we can make an impact. Uh, we also provide financing to small businesses, female entrepreneurs in order to create jobs in the developing world. So uh, let me pause there, Danya, and, and we can go into more detail. Um, John, that's very that's very interesting because actually, um, as I said, we have a great, uh, a big pipeline of privatizations uh, for assets which are related uh, to energy, uh, for example, gas infrastructure, gas supply, also assets re relating to ports, strategic assets, uh, but also, you know, other assets which are around technology, real estate, and and and, and health services. Now, um, I would like to ask you what kind of funding tools can you mobilize, which can, uh, you know, um, which are relevant, let's say, to the Greek to the Greek um, landscape. On one hand, as I said, we have privatization. So we've seen in the past that, uh, you know, development banks have been financing, uh, you know, the investors on the acquisition side. Uh, but also we have um, a big, a big uh, size of investments, either by multinationals, I refer to Pfizer and Microsoft, but also from Greek private entities that are looking also for international partners in order to, to uh, realize investments around green transition, around uh, digital transformation, and around, you know, um, energy um, energy sources which are diversifying risk dependency on, uh, for example, gas and, and moving towards renewables or LNG imports. So in that respect, what kind of tools and what kind of um, funding uh, support uh, can you provide, you know, for this, let's say, universe of investments, whether this be privatizations or direct investments from, from the private sector? So we have three core tools that we're able to offer around the globe. And I'll make sure to outline which tools I think are most relevant for Greece. So our, our first product is political risk insurance, uh, which helps borrowers tap not only US but other institutional capital markets. Again, that's a, that's a product that OPIC, our predecessor, helped invent uh, and was a large provider of. Um, the, the second is debt financing for privately owned companies and projects or that a majority privately owned. And uh, that I would say is the product that is probably best suited for uh, the port privatizations, which we are actively looking at with various counterparties. And so uh, we will, I'm sure we'll address that later on in the discussion, but um, that that is our preferred method to participate in this landscape, given that we can catalyze other capital. Right, so um, we want to, what we like to say is crowd in uh, additional private sector investment. And so where we have to over time perhaps shrink our financial involvement as a stakeholder in order to allow for more private sector capital to enter, that's, that's a preference of ours. The third product, and this is a brand new product and one that may very well play a role in Greece is our direct equity product. And before the BUILD Act, we simply couldn't do it. Uh, OPEC had previously been allocating uh, equity investments via limited partner stakes. So they would invest in uh, a fund structure, so private equity or venture capital or an infrastructure fund. And then that fund manager would commingle those funds and then uh, put that capital to work. 
now by way of the BUILD Act because of the energy and critical energy infrastructure nature of the projects that we're looking at in Greece, there is the potential for us to offer uh, an equity or a structured equity product that could further catalyze uh, private sector investment. John, can 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 FAS be? Uh, you, you can see you can be seen as an anchor investor, for example, having a minority shareholding in a in a in a major investment. Is it something that you are considering? That's that's my first question, uh, which because you talked about uh, you know an equity participation other than debt participation, and also how can we find you? I mean, how does it work? You are a new let's say, player in, in town and uh, definitely a very strong one. So how we can uh, get connected and uh, sort of uh, explore the kind of opportunities we can work together? It's an excellent question. Unfortunately, uh, due to the, the pandemic, I had to cancel my first visit to Athens and it was actually going to include touring a bunch of the port sites, uh, the northern port sites, which uh, we're looking at very closely. So my, my hope is very soon I will be on the ground in Athens in Q1 of 2021. Uh, I'd like to do what I've done uh, in similar instances uh, around the region, which is to organize a forum predominantly focused, uh, predominantly facilitated by the American Chamber of Commerce and other sorts of key uh, business groups. But I'd love to explore something uh, where we with HCAP can start to engage some of the business uh, community and the private sector project sponsors. Um, otherwise, dfc.gov, and we're creating specific portals so that uh, each country can find a place to find us per se. So bear with us. We're, um, it, my, my joke is, you know, it's not a very good one, but it's true. I'm trying to fly a plane while build it at the same time. So in addition to being a young agency, uh, this is also our first ever regional office, a regional presence. And so the infrastructure is coming together, but I trust that um, we'll, we'll have that uh, in, in due course over the next couple of weeks. Your, your first question is effectively, what, what sort of role do we want to play as a stakeholder in deals, right? Yes. Um, you know, it's, it's not just our preference, but it's statutory that uh, we be a minority uh, investor where we do participate with equity. So I believe the statutory cap is 30% um, of, of the capital structure. Um, but by and large, I think we work best as a minority stakeholder or as a, a passive debt provider, right? Now, there are considerable covenants uh, that we would want to see, both positive and negative covenants, but those are roughly in line with not just other development institutions, but also with private sector lenders and capital providers. So you won't see anything uh, out of the ordinary uh, in an arm's length relationship with us, but we wanna back people and back uh, groups that have a tried and true track record, uh, that, have, uh, that have experience operating in the industry, but also that share our development values and development goals. Uh, and these are things that you know, knowing, knowing uh, Greece as well as I do and knowing the Greek people, we have a tremendous universe of shared values uh, between Greece and the United States and uh, all of these transfer down to the business level. And so I have no doubt that uh, we'll find a shared space for collaboration and partnership. Uh, Nicholas, thank you very much. I think we have um, a, a great past uh, with the United States as an ally, but also, you know, from what you said, I think we have a great future. And uh, it goes both ways that, uh, you know, this is a relationship that we have to build, 
we're open, you know, we can, um, we're waiting for you, you know, uh, to visit and, and start having a roadshow and exploring, you know, areas where we can collaborate. As I said, we're confident, we feel ready, you know, once the crisis is over, uh, you know, we're ready to, to support our value proposition, but also be, be consistent, you know, with the investors community and the story that we believe Greece has as an investment destination. So thank you very much, you know, from the Greek side. And uh, I pass the, the floor to, to Nicolas, uh, you know, for his final remarks. Perfect. And Nic Nicolas, may, may I just very briefly? Please. Uh, there, was, there was just there was one thing that I wanted to make sure to touch on is that, as I mentioned earlier, the poor privatizations in northern Greece, uh, we see uh, uh, holding tremendous potential to serve as energy gateways to the whole region. And that's why there are initial focus. And we're already evaluating uh, with, with various potential partners and sponsors. Uh, as you know, the Port of Alexandropoulos, or Port of Alexi, as I call it for short, and it's easier to emails. Port of Alfesina, Cavalla, Igumenista. These are these are areas that we're looking at, and the renewable space is considerable uh, as we all start to think about a more sustainable energy future. But if I could leave you with one most important point is that, um, and you'll hear this from uh, my colleague and good friend, uh, Deputy Assistant Secretary of State Matt Palmer, at the end of your discussions today, is you know Greece is a strong partner, remains a strong partner, and we feel could play a leadership role in the energy security and diversification framework. Uh, and, and help maintain critical infrastructure uh, that we all depend on for our shared security. And so hopefully our financial and economic participation uh, will dovetail with all of the strong strategic support uh, that the U.S. government continues to show to Greece. And also, Nick, uh, Nicholas, I just want to make uh, one more comment, which I totally agree with John about strategic assets, uh, mainly relating to infrastructure and energy. But I think also very high on our agenda, at least regarding HCAP, but also, you know, the, the public sector is the digital transformation. And there is a tremendous field of opportunities, you know, for collaboration, either through PPP projects or, you know, exchange of know-how with United States companies, because digital transformation stands at the core of how, you know, the Greek economy is going to evolve, how it's going to be more com competitive and how it's going to be more extrovert, you know, under the current conditions. So technology, innovation and digital transformation is, all, uh, is also another area which uh, it stands uh, very high on our investment agenda. And on, on, on the Absolutely, Rina. Mentioning just one quick thing, and I know Nicholas is going to cut us off soon. But um, for, for you know, one thing that's really unique about the opportunity to have a regional presence um, covering the Aegean and Western Balkans is that um, being on the ground and having this sort of deal sourcing and opportunity sourcing network, we can almost serve as tip of the spear for all that the U.S. government has to offer with our interagency by the Department of Commerce, Department of State, Department of Energy. There are tremendous resources and partnership tools that uh, as we unearth opportunities, hopefully together, uh, if, if just because DFC can't uh, assist with something, offer technical assistance or other resources, doesn't mean that we won't work to find the right partnership within the US government. John, I wanted to ask you before I conclude, um, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but uh, do you have it? I mean, two things to ask you. Do you have a time frame, and do you have a specific amount that um, you are prepared to invest? I mean, you have been written up in the Greek press with specific multi-billion dollar amounts. I'm not going to mention them, but clearly, 
we have been given the indication that you are looking to do things significantly and in, a short, in, in, in the immediate future. Is that the case? As you, as you heard from my colleagues, our time frame is yesterday. Uh, so there's a tremendous sense of urgency. Um, I would say consistent with our CEO, Adam Bowler, and his remarks, both uh, with the Prime Minister and, and uh, in similar forums, is that we want to unlock uh, a tremendous amount of capital. And we want those dollars to be large. But I, I say unlock because it's important for us to be a catalyst for sustainable, large-scale private sector investment. And that's exactly aligned with what HCAP's objectives are and what we think is the future of economic, uh, and in this case, energy and environmental sustainability, right? Um, so that, that's, that's, that's the core objective um, as it stands today. Well, I'd like to thank you both. Uh, I have to say that, uh, you know, as we are seeing today and we will see even more tomorrow, it is very interesting to experience that uh, we have seen an uptick in foreign investor interest and activity in Greece across many sectors. And of course, sectors like the ones that you're both working on, infrastructure, strategic sectors are of primary importance. So thank you very much. We are reaching the almost the conclusion of our first day. Uh, and I think with a very um, positive and significant message. And thank you both very much for being with us. Thank you, Nicholas. Thank you, John. Thank you, Nicholas. Have you. a nice evening. Thank you. Bye.